I can't do anything right. It's all my fault. Nothing good is happening in my life. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I am so depressed. Hello and welcome to I Am. I'm David Andrade. First, I want to clarify that there are clinical states of depression that should immediately be addressed by a professional. What I am covering here is the language used to form an identity of depression, and the individuals that use the term depressed liberally without understanding that it is not just a word, but a word that can build an identity that one is trying to avoid. Then wondering why are they feeling desolate, pessimistic, self-deprecating? The word depressed isn't just a word you can simply walk away from if you have invited it into your domain. You are allowing it to sit down at the table of your emotions. The simple words I am are massively disregarded, but bear incredible consequences both good and bad. Then adding a negative emotional state to it sets the stage in motion. In all of our lives, there have been times when we have felt that the world has turned on us and that forward momentum is long out of reach, that all that is bad is only happening to me. We can feel that it is all my fault, or why does this always happen to me, with a negative connotation. We have all felt at times that clarity of a negative situation bears no resolve, that the only way out is to ponder on its assault and disregard any positive thought of solution. The negative definition of I am depressed starts to play out and starts to take hold. We begin to use definitions that start to build a framework for a depressive state. I am so sad. I am feeling helpless. I am worthless. I am useless. I am stupid. I am alone. I am afraid. I am depressed. If you have been following me, what do these all have in common? Yes, they are all negative representations, but what more powerful application is happening? Definition of identity. I am preceded by a negative thought. At that moment, you have triggered your mind to act in a specific direction with a specific definition. You have commanded your mind by using I am. You have told it to prepare for a defining command. Next, you insert a negative phrase, in this case depressed. You have commanded your mind to be efficient at being depressed. So what does the mind do? It begins to fulfill your demand. In turn, it will seek out a negative arena in order to efficiently execute and maintain depression. You have increased the efficiency of myelinated neurons and thus making them more and more efficient, where now a habit of depressive expressions are sought. You have made a defined identity a goal. Good or bad, you are seeking to reach a destination. All this in order to maintain efficiency of identity. And the more efficient the emotions, the more the definition becomes a subconscious habit. This is how efficiency of a repetitive definition happens. For this example, don't think of a depressive state as an emotional process. Calm yourself and think of this as a step-by-step -step process. Think of this as a mechanical process. For me early on, I had to look at the psychological world more as a two- and three-dimensional mechanical space. I'm better at learning visually. This helped me to understand better how to achieve and maintain emotional components and our identity. I drew out the process of how I conducted my life and the visual depiction helped me to better understand that we all live in a basic mechanical process. Here's a visual example. Ever thought of going on a hike, packing up your car, 
get in a few bottles of water, and head to a hike that you've heard about? You drive out to the hike trail, you park your car, put your backpack on, find the trailhead, and begin your hike. It isn't a popular trail. It has a narrow path, not heavily visited, but nice. But as more and more people find out about your hike, more and more people head to it because they hear about what a nice, easy hike it is. Over the days, months, and years, as you arrive there, there are more and more people filling up the once narrow trail, and the trail is getting wider and wider. Now it can accommodate more and more people. As more and more people arrive, they park and head to the exact same trail that everyone is hiking. Why? Why don't they make their own trail? Why can't they find their own hike? Why can't they explore outside of the defined trail? Because the hiking path is now an extremely efficient path with least resistance. It has become the most efficient path to reach a defined destination. There are other small trails that will lead to the same destination, which are harder trails to navigate because they are rarely used. But the majority of individuals will seek efficiency. Now let's compare this to your mind. In this case, I'm going to stick with a depressive state. Okay, so you're feeling down, unresolved, and you tell yourself, I am depressed. Thus, you have commanded your mind to seek a depressive definition or destination. So the mind takes your command and starts to prepare. First, your mind packs up your thoughts and negative emotions. Next, your mind leads you to the trailhead of depression. You find the trailhead, which hasn't been used much, and you head down it. Day after day, you head to the same trailhead, but this time, more thought of being depressed is joining you. Thus, the trail has to start to widen in order to accommodate the increased presence of depressive emotions. Now, when wanting to not go on the depressive thought trail again, the mind is in control because its job is to keep you safe and efficient. So, the mind will let you think of taking a rarely used trail but says, let's be safe and efficient. Let's take the same trail we have always taken. And thus you are back on the same trail over and over again. But this is not permanent. This is the stage in one's day when negative thoughts come into play. I have spoken with individuals who have defined themselves as depressed, but when asked what they did the previous night, they stated they went out to a party, had a great time, hung out with friends. Why? I thought they, by definition, were depressed. No, their previous night, their I am was, I'm having a blast, I'm enjoying my friends, I'm feeling good, etc. Why? A definition was expressed and the mind did its job and reached the goal of joy. Did this person change from joyful to depressed? No. There was a choice of emotions to pick from. Of who I am right now, and the mind efficiently sought to succeed at reaching the goal and the definition. Each word on its own is just a word, but once an ownership is applied, I am, the bearer of those words now owns the chemical and emotional reactions that are associated with the definition. In turn, what does the mind do? It begins to slowly make them true. You have commanded your mind to create a mental situation to make your definition a must. I am depressed, for example, is stated. You have commanded your mind that you want to own this identity of being depressed. You might not realize it, but your mind functions and performs on request. Here's another phrase. I am depressed, but I don't want to feel depressed. Break this simple phrase down. 
What is the commanding definition? I am depressed. Thus the mind will create it. What is the second part of the phrase? But I don't want to feel depressed. What is wrong with the second part of the phrase? But I don't want to feel depressed. The problem with not wanting to be simply reinforces that you possess ownership of depression. And this works with many identity definitions. I am so angry, but I don't want to be. I am so hopeless, but I don't want to be. I am so afraid, but I don't want to be. The list goes on and on. Once the mind is requested to be depressed, the mind's job is to fill the request and make it true and as efficient as possible if repeated enough times. Like any biological and neurological process of repetition, the mind will start to build new myelinated axons of neurons or enhance existing ones to become more efficient at your request. This is where one starts to use the phrase, I am depressed, as a default without even thinking about what the situation actually constitutes. The phrase, I am depressed, is spewed out without even realizing what one is building. One might think they are just words. They aren't. There are steel girders being erected to form a powerful structure. The mind is efficient and powerful. Depressive ownership robs an individual of retrieving all that is good. Thoughts of happiness and fortitude in one's life are solutions rendered helpless. Why? Because that mind has been asked to be efficient at creating depression, and the mind is massively powerful at being efficient. Think about what else is affected by defining ourselves as being depressed. One stops looking at resolution. One stops pursuing resolve. One stops pursuing the joy surrounding them. One looks for all that is ill in a happy event. Haven't we at some point said, why is this person so negative? Or why is this person always depressed? Or why is this person's glass always half empty? Or why is this person always feeling negative? Why? Again, with enough repetition, the mind will be massively efficient at doing its job and reaching a defined goal. And its job is to maintain your identity by being as efficient as possible in order to maintain oneself, living, as I say, in one's ring of life. The mind will search for everything to maintain a depressive state. It will make sure you look at all things bad, or all things good are only short-lived. It will search feverishly to maintain. Just when one feels they have moved on, another issue arises. First it was feeling bad about weight. Then it was feeling bad about being unhealthy. Then it was feeling bad that one made a bad decision and should have made another. And it continues over and over and over again. Why? The mind seeks to maintain efficiency of identity to reach the goal of depression. It will make a flat tire a depressive state. It will not be taking care of responsibility a depressing state. It will make a minor car accident a depressive state. Because one has to make it an efficient pathway to follow and maintain. When someone has a bad habit, have you ever said, they're getting worse? They aren't getting worse. They're getting better at being more and more efficient at seeking and maintaining the negative habit. It is the hiking trail getting wider and wider because it is more traveled. Again, is there clinical depression? Absolutely. And a professional should be contacted sooner than later. So how do we control a depressive definition? I am. Do not take these two words lightly. Redefine. 
You are not depressed. You are defining yourself as depressed. You don't own depression. You aren't the king or queen of feeling this way. First, the brain reacts almost immediately to facial expressions. This is why when one is feeling down and puts on a smile, the brain reads the muscular movement and provides a chemical reaction for happiness or joy and releases certain hormones including dopamine and serotonin. Dopamine increases our feelings of joy and happiness, and serotonin's release is associated with reduced stress. There are also studies that show that a depressive state can weaken the immune system, while a positive, joyful, happy state has been shown to boost our immune system. You have to define a stronger, more positive definition. Never use the word depressed ever again. It is a massively powerful word. You have not focused on a solution. You have to tell yourself who you truly are. And by defining, you are setting a goal of identity. So first, let's start your mind off in the right spot to tackle a negative state. First, things first. First, look up at the sky and smile. This tricks the brain into believing you are happy. But immediately after the smile, the FLS, the false life script that I talk about in my book, will pounce back in and tell you, stop smiling, you are not happy. And again, the mind in a depressive state has to maintain efficiency of identity and will fight to get you back to depression and do everything in its power to remove the happy situation or the happy emotion. Smile again and again. Rewrite your identity. Next, define who you truly are, then take an immediate action to reinforce the definition. I am positive. Take a positive action. I am strong. Take a strong action. I am powerful. Take a powerful action. I am a problem solver. Solve a problem. Remember the trail analogy I gave previously. When one comes to the trailhead of depression, stop. Redefine. First, that is not a trail of depression. It is merely a trail of not knowing. That is all. Next, redefine and take a different trail. Build a new path to efficiently follow. And do this over and over again. Will the mind work to lead you back to the depressive trail? Yes. But understand that it is only following a path of efficiency of definition. Don't beat yourself up. Think of it as following a trail. Switch trails. Again, don't think you can just try this method. You have to live it every minute of every day forever. Start to repeat over and over again and rewrite the neurological pathways in one's mind to put your mind on a new path. But with this, one has to incorporate an action towards a solution. The thought has to be reinforced by an action, mind before mechanics. Give your mind a definition that is action-based. Once your mind starts to hear how you are now defining yourself and you make it repetitive, it will start to make that definition true. Repeat it over and over again and the mind will fulfill. Remember, this isn't a, I am going to try this method. This is a lifetime action with no pauses. This is an every minute of everyday process. The thing is, you already do this. You define yourself all day long, every second, every minute of every day. You define to maintain and exist inside your ring of life. Thing is, you do this every minute of every day. You simply don't realize it. Why not interject who you truly are within your self-definition? Do you know someone who repeats these words constantly? I am depressed. 
Or do you define someone in those terms by stating they're always depressed or they're depressed about something constantly? This absolutely doesn't help. Don't define someone as depressed because while interacting with them, you will treat them as depressed and reinforce their belief and keep them from solution. I have stated in the past, you will be treated as you define yourself to be. And the same goes here. You will treat someone as they define themselves to be. You are helping to define someone else as being depressed. Stop. Do not agree with their definition. Help them define their strength. Help them as parents have told their children many times, choose your words. When one says, I am depressed, lead them to a definition of strength. Have them redefine themselves. You are not asking them to change into someone they are not. You are helping them to choose one of the powerful definitions they already bear. Yes, there is clinical depression that needs professional advice, but what I am talking about are the masses that use this word flippantly without truly understanding what they are saying and how they are defining themselves. It is more powerful for me not to teach you something new, but to expose you to the powers and strengths you bear. What I will always try to do is to try and help people understand the massive power of defining one's identity with two simple words. I am. And I will forever work to hammer this home. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who is in a constant negative state or a depressive state, please share this podcast with them. Pick up a copy of the audio or paperback book to get a full understanding of my method and go out there and take a bite out of life. You can find more information at www.iammethod.com. Thank you.